0: Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to my podcast. I am a little bit nervous to start this episode, but that's because there's a lot to unpack. And yeah, a lot has happened over the past year. So let's let's get into it. All right. Where do I even begin? Well, Like I said, a lot has happened over the past year, and I can definitely say that I've grown a lot. I've healed a lot. I've also experienced a lot, and by experienced a lot, I mean a lot of heartbreak, a lot of pain, a lot of stuff with my health, but I've also experienced a lot of magical things that I am grateful for because life gives us contrast. We are able to feel all of this, the spectrum of emotions for a reason. We're able to experience all these things for a reason. But um, yeah, there's definitely some things that I don't, don't wish to experience ever again. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't think I can fit all that has happened over the past year into one podcast episode. I don't know. Maybe I can. We'll see. But I am anticipating that this will be at least two-episode thing. So this will be the first part. So to start, I think it's best to probably share what it was like moving back home from this life that I had in California and the events that happened after that with my health, with friendships, and all of the feelings that I felt and the things that I experienced. And to those who are new to listening to my podcast, yes, I lived in California for a a long time. <laughs> um, it was my home for a long time, and it was a wonderful growing experience for me. I I made a lot of amazing memories in California, the city of angels, and i got to the point where i overworked myself and i didn't listen to my intuition and that led me to getting sick in my health let me just let me just go into this um i'm sure that this will probably start to make sense but if it doesn't then i'm gonna do my best so if you've been following me for a while now then you you know that i've been on a health journey for quite some time And if you haven't, then yeah, I just explained what kind of happened. Moving home was something that I knew I needed to do. And it was something that I was definitely divinely guided to do. My health wasn't in a good place. And as optimistic as I was, it was something I knew was part of my soul journey to overcome, to overcome this health situation that I was facing. And I knew deep in my heart that I would heal Now to backtrack a bit, I knew I was also going through another spiritual awakening during this time because before I moved back home, I started to experience even more synchronicities and messages from the divine even more intensely. And this is how my angels usually communicate to me, through clear signs, synchronicities, and this time it was like smack right in my face. I could feel that I was getting stronger spiritually, even though my health was not in the greatest place but i could still feel my my spiritual self growing that the divine was signaling to me that there was more for me and it was time for me to move on with my spiritual journey so if this is the case then why on earth was i experiencing such an intense health journey along with it i knew i played a part in getting myself sick and getting sick i overworked myself a lot i just didn't expect it to turn into what it did so most of you may be wondering what did you even have like what were you sick with because it it has been a really long time for you um so it started off with leaky gut and SIBO Um, so small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and leaky gut is when your intestinal walls the lining is thin or it's broken so like Anything that you're eating or whatever you're you're taking into your body, whether it be lotions or whatever, things that weren't good for me were leaking into my bloodstream. So I was, I was getting sick a lot, um, which was impacting my immune system as well. Um, so there was that, there was pancreas inflammation, mold toxicity, and then it transpired into something that took me a while to even wrap my own head around because... Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) And I just remember, so for that part, I remember one day in the summer of last year, I visited a friend and I had an acai bowl with her. And on my drive home, I started feeling really, really hot, like getting really hot, even with the AC on. And next thing I know, when I got out of the car, my calves were swollen and I was sweating. At first, I was like, oh, maybe it's just an allergic reaction, but it wasn't. It was not an allergic reaction. I couldn't eat any fruit or or pretty much any carbs after that for a long time without having my calves swell. My blood sugar was high, but I didn't have diabetes. The doctors had no idea what was going on as well. All I can really attribute to this was I was having a ton of fruit for that whole week, which led to my pancreas working in overdrive to maintain my blood sugar levels. Um, So that's really all that I could have ever thought of. I mean, no other health practitioner, not even my, my naturopath or my doctor had really anything to say about it because I didn't have diabetes. So I was like, okay, then i'll figure it out and i stayed optimistic of course and i found a way to nourish my body as best as i could given the circumstances now i don't want to make this whole episode about my health but i do believe that it's a part of understanding the rest of my journey a lot better because my health has been a big part of this whole journey that i've had over the past year so okay Vegetables, fruits, starches, they wouldn't satiate me and I would immediately feel starving afterwards, Um, even eating like a huge amount of these things. And, And it also wasn't helping me gain weight. So I was, to my understanding, it was like, whatever is I'm taking in, is not going into my cells properly, and it was trying, my head was trying to wrap myself, my head around this. I was like googling things about insulin, and just trying to figure out how I could possibly heal myself if I didn't have diabetes. So proteins and fats were helping, but I ended up eating too much of these things until eventually I started to feel the same way as vegetables, fruits, and starches made me feel, which wasn't satiated, and it wasn't helping me fuel my body. So I was scared. Of course I was scared. I mean, how could I, this physical vessel of mine telling me that I'm hungry and then I'm honoring my hunger cues yet it wasn't doing anything. I was frustrated, but I stayed optimistic because that's me. I'm optimistic. And I tried to not let fear creep in. I tried my best. I was like, all right, this is just what you're working with right now. Because looking back at my life at that time, there was nothing that I could not overcome that I had not overcame. So this was just an, this was just something else. But health is a huge part of your life. Um, it's a huge part of your life. But I was still optimistic. I was confused, intensely confused. And I was desperate to heal. I was desperate to be able to eat foods normally. And I put quotation marks around that again because, yeah, (laughs) because, I mean, everybody has their own way of eating, but I just wanted to just be able to just have breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, whenever I wanted to, and not think like, oh, well, am I going to be able to walk after this? Am I going to be fueled enough to do so? And I wanted to gain weight. I was desperate to do that because at the time, I was preparing to go to my old best friend's wedding, and I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to look healthy, and I wanted to feel healthy, and at that time, I was neither of those things. So now you're probably wondering, well, if you're having such, if you have, if you, Lizzie, have such a strong connection to your team of light, to your guardian angels that you preach about all the time, then why weren't they able to help you? And I know that, they were doing so I know that's a valid question. And I I know that my team of light that my guardian angels were doing their best to guide me in the direction of healing and specific healers to work with. I was the one that was getting impatient. And I couldn't I knew that my angels my angels were telling me to stay strong and ensured everything would work out for me if I stayed patient and stayed the course. And I did I did my best until I didn't. Fear creeped in to the point where it literally felt like a gray cloud was following me around and I know the choices that I made that led to that. It was just me not following my intuition because this whole health journey has been this, this initiation of me trusting myself. Um, and every time I didn't, I would just backtrack and it would steer me off my optimal timeline. So my optimal timeline was, yes, I was going to heal like day by day and be able to make it to my old best friend's wedding. And unfortunately, I backtracked off of that. I mean, your angels always want you to be on your highest timeline, the one that's going to truly make you happy on the inside. And I know that everything happens for a reason. And I know that multiple timelines can exist at once. And it's up to you and the actions that you choose. So I really did feel like I let myself down. I felt like I was letting people down that I loved. And also my nose, if I sound a little stuffy, it's because my nose is stuffed right now. Anyways, I was supposed to be the maid of honor at one of my friend's weddings. So how could I not be able to get to a place where I was healed enough To be there for her. And it's because of the actions that I took, because I was impatient with myself. And I remember being, I remember in the back of my head, I was like, well, maybe if I just go to the hospital, they will have to figure something out. They'll have to be able to cure me. They have to. I mean, They have to, right? It's Western medicine. They have to figure out what's wrong with me. Going from somebody that's all about holistic health to getting my certificate in it and then getting sick and then healing through natural modalities. And then now going back to Western medicine, false. They were not able to cure me. And the thing was, my health was more, it's because my health was more closely tied to a spiritual healing that was needed, that was causing my physical ailments. It was connected to following my intuition and strengthening my inner knowing and taking action on that. And I knew deep down that's what I signed up for when I decided to come to the physical realm. And apparently, I also wanted to learn more about health, um... By having some physical ailments of my own. Or I have some past life stuff that I've been working through. But that's for another episode that I'll dig into. Anyways, I let fear get to me. I was terrified. My ego was screaming so loud. It was like, you're not going to heal if you just sit here and blah, blah, blah. And it just muffled the voice of my intuition. And I tried to hold on for as long as I could. I tried. It was like... Lizzie, you can do this, you can do this, but one day, after having some tofu and barley, I remember this, yeah, I mean, it's traumatic, but after having some tofu and barley, I could barely walk, I could barely breathe, and my body just gave out on me, and I remember this haze, and I remember, like, looking at my mom, and that's when I told her that, I needed to go to the hospital. And I remember her carrying me to the car because I was so weak. And for the brief moments that I was able to open my eyes on the road, I remember a car being in front of ours with a license plate that said 777. And that was a sign from my angels that I made the right decision by going to the hospital. Waking up in the hospital, I was quickly informed that I was lucky to be alive. My sodium levels had dropped to a dangerously low level and some other things that some other things as well. And one of the most mysterious but not so mysterious things was I had also lost ten pounds in the matter of a couple hours. My face had like shrunk into this like you could just see my bones all over my face and my body and it was, it's crazy. And I was just like, how, how does that happen in a couple of hours? Um, it beats me. Even my parents were like, what what happened after you ate that tofu and barley? But I knew it was also universe doing, it was the, a doing of the universe. And something that later would make sense because it was like a rebirth for me. I also wasn't surprised that I was still alive because... I knew my journey wasn't over yet. I just knew it wasn't. I can remember significant feelings and events that happened over my experience during the two weeks that I was at the hospital, but my angels have ensured that most of it was a blur, particularly how I looked, so it wouldn't be a core traumatic memory. I remember looking in the mirror for all the times that I washed my hands and brushed my teeth, but I couldn't see like actually see me. My reflection was one that I did not recognize. I just could feel my face, but I still couldn't make out what my face at the time even looked like. I just knew it was this scary feeling. And I'm thankful for a lot of it being a blur because my angels knew what they were doing. They just put this haze around me. They're like she does not need to remember this part. Now some things that I do remember, I remember praying. I remember asking my angels to help me. I remember not being able to sleep, being scared shitless and having the sensation to pee every hour at night and having to wake up my poor mom who slept with me every night at the hospital, but didn't actually sleep at all because she was caring for me because I could barely walk. I mean, I remember trying to tell the medical team the symptoms I was experiencing. Um, and all I was being told to do was just eat just eat like this it was a simple magical thing that would fix everything i wish it would have been that simple because if that was the case why would i be putting myself through this why would on earth would i be doing that to my family why on earth would i not want to be able to physically move myself i was told my body was just getting into the groove of things again And I fought it for some time. I fought the fact that they didn't understand what was going on. I was trying to justify my case and how bizarre these experiences I was having were until I realized that I just needed to surrender because they weren't going to believe me anyways. I knew the situation wasn't something that Western medicine was just going to swoop in and heal me with. Boom, bam, all cured. But yes, they were keeping me alive but there's a difference between being alive and actually living. There was still something that I needed to figure out on my own, an assignment or an experience given to me from God. There's the 3D level, which is our physical beings, which is earth. Then there's 4D, which is the mind and our ability to reframe and all of that stuff. And then there's 5D, which is the divine, which is the fifth dimension, which is that beautiful divinity and that is where I needed to allow the divine to heal me the first week that there at the hospital no progress was really made I was hooked up to IVs a heart monitor I could barely walk every time I would eat my head and feet would feel like bricks where I could not lift up my head so like imagine yourself laying down in bed and you're trying to lift up your head I could not lift up my head. It felt like a brick was just like buried in my head. And this would happen every time I would eat. So, and then my feet would feel like bricks and they were sometimes even swollen. Actually, yeah, (laughs) most of the time they were swollen. So I wasn't even able to maneuver myself out of bed without help. And I remember my mom helping me walk to the garden at the hospital on another floor. And I fell at this garden and my mom caught me and all my weight was on her because she wanted to make sure that I didn't hit the floor. And this was, this is one of the biggest memories because gosh, yeah, my mom is just seriously an angel. She just wanted to make sure that I didn't hurt myself and wanted to make sure that the staff, the people working there didn't see because if they did, they would not no longer let me go to the garden (laughs) or probably take walks. So, um, that's something I also remember. I also remember signing a bunch of consent forms of, in the case that this happens, you permit us to do this emergency thing or procedure on you, yada, yada. It was like I was in the twilight zone. And I don't even really know what the twilight zone means. I just feel like I needed to say that. Um, I also remember thinking many, many times, how on earth did my life go from, meditating in this beautiful weather in sunny california on the beach whenever i wanted to these beautiful sunrises to this how has my life become this it's hard for me to even think about this really because it was one of the hardest traumatic experiences i've ever gone through and it was extremely hard on my family as well who has been nothing but so supportive since day one since day one Now, the next thing I'm going to talk about is a trigger warning. Wanted to lay that out there. So I remember on day five of being in the hospital, the doctor came in and said something to me that I won't disclose. But after he left, all I could think about was that I felt like I shouldn't be here anymore. I felt like there was no hope with my health, that nobody was listening, and I felt like I should be gone. I went into the darkness and I even expressed this to my mom I told her that I thought it would be easier for everybody for me to be gone (sighs) okay I'm gonna try to not cry through these next words (laughs) let me just take a little breather alright I'm back so I broke her heart I broke my mom's heart immensely by expressing this to her and it was one of the most painful experiences that i ever had and i could barely even move my body to hug my mom because my body wouldn't allow me to do so and i couldn't even form tears out of my eyes my body and i were just not one like it was just just, there was such a huge disconnect and my mom shared this with my dad when i told her I didn't expect her to be to do so and I ended up breaking my dad's heart immensely as well and this shattered me I mean seeing these two people that I love most having tears because of me because of my selfishness to say these things that I knew I didn't really mean deep down I knew that I had to keep fighting I was just so so tired (laughs) And the the karmic impact that this had on me that sprouted from my fear and the pain that I caused my family from the words I spoke, I just knew that I needed to, this was just also karma that I needed to work through as well. It was just not, it was not good for me to say that. Like having a life is so special. And this health journey just has made me realize that even more so intensely and i begged for forgiveness from my parents from the divine and i needed to forgive myself too and the whole week i was there i just kept thinking of a dear friend of mine and i knew i needed to see her my gut was like just call her just call her and she came to see me she was the only person other than my family my soul was asking to have there and her presence was So healing, and it reminded me of the divinity within me, and it brought me back to the light. She so graciously performed a Reiki session on me, and it was almost like my hands to the divine needed a firmer grasp. And she threw me into the arms of the divine again, and everything shifted after that. Okay, I actually think I need to take a second to stop crying so you guys can actually understand the rest of my podcast. Okay, so my health started getting better very, very slowly after that visitation. I was starting to be able to maneuver myself again little by little. And a week later, I was able to walk slowly on my own without a walker. And I started to finally gain weight. And it was so exciting the food that I was eating was actually fueling me, like I could feel it fuel my body, and from this point on, there wasn't that haze I was talking about from earlier, so I can distinctly remember things and could see my reflection clearly in the mirror, and to be honest, my reflection was scary at first, to say the least, I still didn't recognize myself, I had to do double takes sometimes, and I was like, I just had no idea what was happening still. My face and mind that I knew for so long wasn't there. Like the Lizzie face that I knew for so long wasn't there. It was almost like I was under such a dark cloud before the hospital and coming into the hospital. That I went in, into the darkness even more. That it manifested into my physical features as well. Um. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I remember taking a photo, and although that photo captures how much I've healed and how much I've grown from, it still traumatizes me. I believe that some core memories, some memories captured from the past can help fuel your journey, can really help like give you that inspiration and inspire others as well. But I also believe some are some things are just meant to be left where they are, which is in the past. So I... Anyways, I ended up discharging a week after her visitation. After my friend's visitation. But seriously, my family's love, her love, and her reconnecting me with spirit by channeling universal life force energy to me and helping me cleanse anything that wasn't from the light saved me. It really did. Love saves you. Love will always save you. Now... I do believe you can absolutely do deep healing or cleansing yourself, but I also believe that there's going to be times when (laughs) you need to make the call of, okay, I need help or I need support in doing this. And that's what I did. I wasn't even expecting her to do Reiki on me. I just knew that having her presence there was already going to be what I needed. And that's what happened. So I returned home on a full moon in May after the eclipse season. And that's also when my interest peaked for portals, astrological placements. So you'll be hearing my learnings from this area as well in another podcast because all of that stuff, the stars, the moon, that stuff's super interesting and it does have a huge impact on your life as well. Now, upon returning home, it wasn't just sunshine and rainbows. I still had some stuff to work through. Now, looking back on it, obviously, I still had some stuff to work through. My life wasn't just going to automatically be like, oh, yeah, back to whatever. Despite being discharged, I was still experiencing a ton of symptoms that the doctors still didn't say much about. They really had no idea why I was experiencing certain symptoms either. And I'm not here to discredit western medicine at all by the way western medicine has been a part of my healing journey overall just in a different way i know i was experiencing all this for a reason anyways i took it day by day here when i returned home and the more i followed my intuition the more i could feel my body healing i trusted my intuition to take these certain herbs with my food and they helped relieve a few of the symptoms for a while that I was experiencing until I realized I was depending on the herbs too much and taking more than required. And I was, I was trying to fast track myself into healing again. So I reassessed, I did my, my best to stay grounded, focus on the divinity within me to heal and the divinity all around me that was supporting me. And I experienced some magical things Um, with animals with animal spirits with communicating with my team of light with creating beautiful family memories connecting with nature i had so many downloads to share with the collective it was one of the coolest experiences ever my episode on there is no limit to how the universe can help you heal is one of my favorites because it's when i was experiencing some of this amazing amazing stuff so I was able to walk again um, without a walker. Eventually, I think it was about a week and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was able to walk again without a walker. That in itself was a miracle. I was able to maneuver myself by myself. I didn't need to be like scream out to my mom, my dad and my sister to be like, "Hey, can you help me get out of bed? Can you help me open this? Can you help? Yeah, I would take mindful walks with myself my spirit guide my guardian angel would be with me and crows and the birds were talking to me and I just knew it was my spirit guide my guardian angel just being like hey I'm right here with you okay now to get to some of the more non-health related part of my journey the heartbreaks and when I say heartbreaks I'm talking about friendships So my intuition wasn't just telling me what to do with my health. It was also nudging me to let go or take space from certain people in my life. I did question why a lot. Why did I have to take time away from people that have been such a crucial part of my life? People that I love so dearly. Why did this have to be part of my awakening and healing journey? I ignored it for a while until I just couldn't anymore the repercussions of me holding on and physically being with the people i knew i was being guided to take some time away from pained me even more it was like my heart felt nothing but love for this person but spiritually i just i felt guilty in a sense it's that feeling when you know that you went against your own intuition or a recommendation that was truly for your highest good but you just you just didn't want to believe it um, and it doesn't feel good. I knew it was time to let go and I prayed for peace in the hearts of those I needed to let go of. It wasn't easy. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I honestly, just I did my best coming from my heart space, responding to what the universe was bringing to me. I just had to trust what I was feeling, and I'm not perfect. I'm sure there could have been better ways I could have gone about letting people go, but again, I'm human, and I did my best. As far as how people responded, some just truly understood and some didn't understand but still respected where I was coming from and honored that some would truly not give up on trying to see me which I know can be a form of expressing love but it's not what I needed at the time I just know that when you let go of something or someone especially if you feel like it just has to be done then that cord is cut and release energetically when you can finally come to terms with it and down the line if a new chord is meant to form and if it's for both parties highest good then it will and this doesn't discredit the initial chords to begin with it's just a new one i spoke my truth where i felt like i needed to speak my truth Having to say goodbye to people that were giving me nothing but love, I was just like, how? Why? I wanted answers so much and was even in denial for quite some time. Just, eh, no, no, I don't actually need to do this, but I just knew deep down that I did. And whatever the future holds, I just had to trust what I was being presented with in the present moment and knew my guardian angel was telling me that this was the right thing to do at this time, even if it didn't make sense. My guardian angel, your guardian angel is able to see things from a higher perspective. is able to see the bigger picture that sometimes we're not able to see. So yeah, sometimes your angels will just tell you to do something that's for your highest good even if it doesn't make sense or may make you sad, like really freaking sad and you just have to trust the people that are meant to be in your life will be a part of it one way or another even if it's from a distance or energetically. It felt like I was going through multiple breakups in my life and essentially I was. I do believe that Some soul connections are supposed to serve you for a certain time in your life, and sometimes your course may change, which means it would be more painful to hold on to them with this change of course in the long run instead of letting them go. Whenever... I would be in the stillness of life and connected to my higher self. I would be reminded of this. I could feel that it was the right thing to do. And even as I've raised my consciousness and have expanded my consciousness as a spiritual being navigating this 3D realm, I am still a human at the end of the day. I do have feelings and I'm not bulletproof. Some connections faded away naturally, and for some, I did my best to find the right words to say. For others, I just was not in a good place with my health at the time and wasn't in a place to be able to say even anything at all. We all make mistakes, too. I can't tell you what the best way to go about things are, but really just do your best and speak from your heart anything like this ever arises for you even when I knew it was the right thing to do certain people were part of core memories in my heart that have made me who I am today core memories of my life so yes there were a lot of tears involved a lot of grieving involved a lot of heartache but also a lot of growth I still wish nothing but the best for all and anyone who has been a part of my path and my journey and I always will I think one of the biggest things for me, especially being an empath, is when the other person doesn't understand why a connection has to end at this time. Because that it's hard to really explain what sometimes you don't even know. It's just like a feeling. How do you just... T- it's just a feeling. And it also has nothing to do with them. But I realized that it's not on us to make someone understand what we're going through as much as we try to express it in words. I just know that at the end of the day, when we come back to love, when each of us come back to love we respect other people's decisions if we love them even if it may not be what we want when we zoom out and look at the bigger picture the bigger picture of that we are all part of one another's journeys and some things we may have agreed upon prior to reincarnating here in the 3d realm for a reason even if we may not know what that reason is yet because our whole journey hasn't played out yet When we remember that we all start with love and will end with love, we find peace. We find peace within ourselves. And all we can do is trust that people are just doing the best they possibly can at whatever state they're currently in. I truly do believe that people are genuinely kind at heart, even if externally something else may be shown. And that is what I'm going to leave You all with here today, and end this episode. This part one with there is still a lot to unpack, so yeah, I know it's crazy, right? There's still a lot to unpack, um, still a lot of insights to be shared. So stay tuned for part two of this journey. And if you made it to the end of this episode, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of my journey and thank you for receiving i hope that i hope that there was some part of this that you were able to take from this episode that sheds a little light on your journey or something that can help you in some way some way somehow and i am sending you so much love and so much light at the other end of this podcast and I wish you nothing but the best you are so loved and I hope you feel that I will catch you all in the next episode and I hope you have a beautiful day a beautiful night a beautiful hour wherever you are whatever time of the day it is whatever you're doing I'm sending blessings your way. Namaste and bye.